0: Welcome to Teach Back Tuesday, where we replay the most popular episodes from the previous season. This week, we're dialing back to an age-old question. The title of this episode, Why Did God Let This Happen?, is a question that so many of us have asked. This episode received thousands of downloads over the year, perhaps in part because so many of us have wondered this to ourselves, even if we've never said it out loud. This will be a good review episode for those of you who have been listening since the beginning, and it will give a shift in perspective for those of you who are new to Keep the Heart. Here's the lesson. I was watching a movie telling the story of Johnny Erickson Tata, a woman who was out for a swim with her family one day when she took a dive from a raft into what she thought was deep water. Her head struck the bottom, snapped back, and crushed a portion of her spinal cord. Her life was permanently changed. She walked onto that beach, but after the diving accident, she was carried out on a stretcher as a quadriplegic. In a moment of deep despair during her painful rehabilitation, she asked this question, Why did this happen to me? Have you ever wondered the same thing? Why did God bring you into such a hard place? Why didn't he keep the event from happening? If God is all-powerful, why does He allow us to suffer when He could easily stop it? Is God being unfair to us? Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. If you've been listening to these episodes on the Keep the Heart podcast, you know that we lean towards Bible application studies. And while we can't answer anything that God hasn't answered in His Word, we can address and apply what He has given us. The truth is this there is no simple answer for the why would God questions. What would we consider to be an acceptable response? What I may consider to be acceptable, you may reject. Instead of asking, why would God? We can turn this question into something helpful. Here's another way to look at it. What can God do with my suffering? There are so many things that God can do, but we first have to go through the valley of disappointment. It is a reality that life deals some hard blows, and our reactions are human. God knows us. He understands us. He also knows we don't want to suffer. But he also promised that he would be with us through our valleys. Life never has just one valley. The journey has several, but we don't have to go through the incredibly dark times alone. Let's consider four things that God can do in and through our suffering. This is just a short starter list. Number one, he tests our trust. Now it says in Job 13, 15, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain mine own ways before him. Job was speaking to his friends and you know the story on how they really came in with a lot of, oh, what he called miserable comforter advice. They weren't helpful to him at the time when he needed them to be. But when we're in our darkest spot, I mean the darkest, hardest place we've ever seen, Our trust in God goes through the ultimate test. Will we trust him if things go to the worst case scenario? At first, our human nature cries out for deliverance. We just do not want to suffer. Who does? But eventually, as we continue to cry out to God in prayer, gradually these cries turn to hopeful words of acceptance and eventually praise. Do we really mean it when we say, Thy will be done? Or are we just mouthing the memorized words? God is ultra-efficient with purpose and design woven all throughout the things in our lives. The further we journey into our trial, the more we see the relationship between our responses and our peace. When we cling to our problems in anguish, we have torment. But when we release those unresolved mysteries to God, those unanswered questions, those why-would-God questions— He restores our soul with the peace that passeth understanding. We want a deep relationship with the Lord, not just a passing acquaintance. God will be with us when no one else is available. Now you know what that's like to have that 3.30 a.m. time where you can't call anybody and you don't want to wake up anybody. Isn't it refreshing and isn't it encouraging to know you're never disturbing God? When we go through something hard, We think it may crush us, and we will either draw closer to God or we'll move away. If we draw closer, we'll experience the blessing of his abiding presence and merciful grace. But if we push away, we'll isolate ourselves and increase our pain and distress. Don't push back from God. If he only means something to you when he's doing things your way, your trust is conditional prayer is not a dot com express delivery service and god is not obligated to bow to our demands don't fail the test of your trust ask god to show you how to trust him more what else can god do with our suffering well number 2 out of 4 he makes us more beneficial to others second corinthians chapter 1 verses 3 through 4 explains this principle for us it says this Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. When we're hurting or troubled, we tend to be very inwardly focused, don't we? We tend to think of needing comfort rather than giving it. But God provides us with relief so that we can become a part of his relief team. The comfort that he provides for us is so that we can become a source and a resource for others. We are such a source of comfort because we understand suffering. We become resources for people walking through the same type of trial that we've experienced. For example, when you've got cancer, A cancer survivor who has gone through infusions and chemo and hair loss and all those things, they know what you're going through and they can relate to what you're feeling in your body as you respond to the various treatments. For a young mom who's suffered a miscarriage, Another mother who has gone through one or more miscarriages can share insights with you and help you with the deep grief and emotional turmoil that is often ignored by those who haven't lost a child before birth. Whatever we've suffered, no matter what it is, we get it. We understand pain and sorrow on a deeper level when we've gone through something hard and it increases our compassion and makes us genuinely more caring. Number three out of four, God revives us by the power of his word. This is just another use of our suffering, another benefit. Listen to the psalmist's words in these following verses. They're all from Psalm 119, a storehouse of really powerful verses about going through affliction. Psalm 119.25 says, My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. We read a similar request in Psalm 119, verse 107. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. And then we read this in Psalm 119, verse 150. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. When God quickens us according to his word, he is reviving our discouraged hearts and sustaining us through scripture. Ironically, when we're at our lowest point, it may not be our first thought to turn to the Word of God as a prescription for soothing our souls, but it is God's prescription for relief. There is nothing we can go through that is unfamiliar to Christ, so we have a comforter who is able to provide relief that goes beyond human comprehension, and he has suffered as we have suffered. We may not ever be able to fully explain why God's Word lifts our souls like it does, But those of us who have experienced this relief, we know that it's very real. If you've been unable to read your Bible, use an audio Bible to allow you to still have that comfort during affliction. Let the Bible be read to you through the audio Bible. The goal is to receive the Word of God. Don't be so particular about whether or not your eyes are running over a page. Be more particular about not missing that source of comfort. The soothing balm of God's Word is truly our comfort in our affliction. Don't try to go through your trial without the Word. Turn on that audio Bible and let it play in the background, especially during times of deep distress. If you're worried about disturbing others, get some earphones or earbuds. And by the way, people are looking for ways to be a blessing to you if they know about your trial. So the next time someone asks what they can do for you, Ask them for a pair of nice earphones or earbuds for listening to your audio Bible. Number four, and finally, God strengthens our prayer lives. We read this prayer request in Psalm 25:18. Look upon mine affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. God can and will answer this prayer request. It's according to his will. It's from his word. Asking God to look upon our affliction and pain is very personal and actually it's a side benefit to a closer walk with him. Adding the words and forgive all my sins is a humble acknowledgement that even in discomfort we can and still will sin. We need to confess when we're wrong and maintain our closeness with God and we also need to be careful with those around us. Don't chew on the help people who are in your life to be a help to you, don't chew them out. It may be tempting when you're not feeling well, but you need to be reminded that we've got to be careful not to sin just because we're going through something that's really, really hard. Going through hard times is not a license to behave any way we please. There will be things that we can't discuss with anyone else but God. This is very, very common in times of adversity. We may even feel like no one really cares or understands or wants to hear it, but that's just the temporary voice of despair. Don't count words of despair as words of truth. Despair clouds our vision and our thinking, leading us to irrational conclusions such as nobody cares or this will never end. If the statement is a lie, it's the wrong voice. Listen to God. He will always tell you the truth. He cares, and adversity is a season, not a permanent address. Pray with complete openness, knowing that God hears you and sees you. You cannot overwhelm God, and He will never grow tired of hearing from you. I mentioned Johnny Erickson Tata's diving accident at the opening of this episode. I also mentioned that life never has just one valley. In a post on her Facebook page, Johnny reveals that she's also a breast cancer survivor. Where does a person get the resilience to go through life as a quadriplegic and a cancer battle? Only from God. Where will you get the resilience to go through your affliction? Only from God. But why would God let the trial happen in the first place? The answer is partially found in Proverbs 20, 24, but it's an answer and a question combined. It says this, Man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? Some things are simply beyond our comprehension, but God is still God and he knows all about the goings of our lives. I have a feeling that we won't be asking why questions when we meet the Lord in person one day. Until then, as the saying goes, we grow through what we go through. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and be sure to follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, Bible studies, and more. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.